It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 6.07 on a Saturday morning at 95.5 WSB. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener. Where else would I be on a Saturday morning? We'll be right here, here on 95.5, where Lawn and Garden teaches you how to speak plant. I am a plant expert. I speak a second language called plant. And if you have plants that are trying to tell you something, or if you are trying to tell a plant something, then you can call me, and I'll interpret for you. 404 404-872-0750. Or, here's a new way to contact us. If you want to go to the WSB Radio app on your cell phone, on your cell phone, the WSB Radio app down the bottom right corner, there's a little microphone, the open mic part of the app. And you can press the open mic button, ask a question using about yeah, 45, 50 seconds to ask the question, say who you are, where you're from. And we will edit that and try to get you on the air within an hour. I am joined this morning, of course, by the Whybird, Miss Ashley Frasca, whose job is to put my toes to the fire. My toes to the fire to say, why? 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 Did you say that, Walter? Why? why? Yeah, why? Why? Now I have a what for you, Ashley Frasca. All right. What is in the bucket there to your left? So you brought in a blue, like, sand pail with yeah. kiwi fruit. Yes. And some of them are on stems, which yeah. I've never seen them, you know, on stems still because sure. I get them in the grocery store. And some aren't. But there's a bucket full of kiwi. So what do you know about kiwi fruit? That when I cut into it, it's green. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I don't even know if it's a tree or a shrub. It's a vine. Oh, I did. A big, big, big vine. In fact, it looks a lot like kudzu. Is that big and that huge and that sort of woody, stiff stems on it? It grows on a vine, great big vine. Now, here's a big question: Where did it originate in the world? Let's say where New did Zealand. Close. Australia. Australia. No cigar. No cigar. No, not New Zealand. Not Australia. If I tell you the Latin name, can you figure it out? No. Actinia chinensis. Oh. Chinensis. China. But what was the first part? Actinia. That's the genus. genus of the vine. But Actinia chinensis says this vine, the Actinia vine, came from China. Wow. And so it grew pretty well in China, I guess, for a thousand years. And finally somebody from from, uh, New Zealand, just like you said, somebody from New Zealand said, oh, it goes pretty good in New Zealand, too. They brought some cuttings over there. And they grew very nicely there, but they call it a weird name. They call it Chinese gooseberry. Oh. Nobody wants to eat Chinese gooseberry. It doesn't sound good. No. Not at all. No. But nonetheless, they grew very well in the the kiwis. That's what New Zealanders call themselves because they have a little kiwi bird in New Zealand. So they call themselves kiwis, and they call the fruit of this Chinese gooseberry the kiwi fruit. And then they sent some cuttings and some fruit to the U.S., and people in the U.S. said, what in the devil is this funny, hairy, brown egg thing? It's $2 a piece? Are you kidding me? If $2 you, a piece? If you'd never seen one before, you would definitely dismiss this because yeah. it is a weird say, looking. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not going to eat that hairy, nasty thing. Now, we can grow them here? Well, 
cuttings from uh, New Zealand came to Americas and in in, uh, California and in Georgia. People started planting these cuttings and said, lo, it works pretty darn well, particularly in California, that the kiwi fruit, the Chinese gooseberry grows very nicely in California. And so in California, because the fruit tastes pretty good, green sort of tart sweet uh, inside it. And so the Californians began to grow the kiwi fruit in, in bulk. It had big orchards of it over there. And so that was nice. And the people in the southeast who had a certain sort of band going from Macon to, well, over Savannah, Macon, Augusta, uh, Columbus, and across there, they all started growing the kiwi fruit vine saying, you know, this grows pretty nicely here. I remember there's a huge one down at Callaway Gardens. We used to have lunch underneath the kiwi vine oh, at Callaway Gardens. That's a huge vine there. And uh, the kiwi vine then grows in that band, but there's some people who push a little further northward, and that is where those kiwi fruit came from. My neighbor, Candy, has a kiwi fruit vine. Wow. And she told me several years ago, she said, Walter, just come over anytime in early winter, early winter, just before the hard, hard freezes come, and pick all you want. And so I went over there the day before yesterday and got, I've got more buckets than that. I've got three more buckets in my car this morning. Full of kiwi fruit. Does she have them trellised up somehow, or how are they nah, in her yard? She's got a big, look at an elephant in her backyard. Great wow. big, viney elephant. And you just dig through and find the kiwi you just fruit. Look, yeah, you look through the vine and pull them off. They're just dozens of them hanging from the, hanging from the vine. So they took the, the summer sun yeah. all summer, yeah, and then yeah, this yeah. is the very end. And I'll admit, actually, it sort of protected the vine itself. It's somewhat sensitive to cold weather, and so it's protected. There's some shrubs on one end, big shrubs on one end, some trees on the other end. And where it's growing is in full, full sun. But that's what it needs, some protection from, I would say, 20 degrees and below. It starts getting frozen and hurt. But anything above 20 in the vine goes fine. These are awesome. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah. thanks to Candy yeah. for uh, well, growing them. Get you there. Yeah. Now, here's a key. Feel how hard they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they harder. need to ripen. They need to ripen. <laughs> I was at the grocery store yesterday and picked up a couple of avocados. Yeah. Same thing. I Same was like, deal. no, I'm not ready yet. You got you to gotta let them ripen in the house. It'll be about... Oh, at least a week, maybe two weeks before they ripen. Do you do yeah. the refrigerator or the counter? Counter. Okay. If it's warm and on the, refrigerator, on the uh, kitchen counter, they'll ripen in about two weeks, I think. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll report back in two weeks. I'll bring in a fruit salad. I've got even more information for you. Okay. There's a golden form of it. Oh, yeah. A golden I've seen form those. of kiwi there in the grocery stores now. Again, very expensive. Mm-hmm. But there's now a company over in uh, Alabama, just a little bit south of Auburn. Speaking of Auburn, we're going to have a oh great football boy. game today. <laughs> Just south of Auburn in uh, Doe Run or Deer Run or Lee Run, something like that little community down there, they have a golden kiwi orchard that they're growing golden kiwi. Those are beautiful. They I've are. seen those. And they're tasty, too. They're sweet. Mm, they're sweet, sweeter sweet, sweet, than sweet. the green. Yeah. yeah. And they don't have the fuzz on them either. They don't have the skin on mm-hmm. them either. So you just eat it like an apple. All right. Kiwi fruit Saturday Very this cool. morning. If you have questions about kiwi fruit or anything else in the world, 404 872 And now the person who usually has a question about everything else in the world, our friend Nicole down in Griffin. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Mr. Reeve. They grow kiwi fruit in Griffin. Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know that. They do. They could grow. You should have one. You get a well. Actually, you need two. You need male and female vines. So, would they climb out of a pine tree? You think they will climb over a pine tree? Oh God! Just like country does. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> They're vigorous vines, but you know it's easy enough. You recognize the leaves. You prune it. And you prune it like you do a muscadine grape. 
We have a lot of stuff from China and Japan because our climate is uh, similar, isn't it? Exactly. Very well said. That's exactly right. China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam. Uh, there's bands of, of what would you call it, weather and climate that are the same there as they are here. And plants that grow there grow very nicely here, too. And our um, climate is similar because Macon, Augusta, yeah, yeah. all the ocean used to be ocean floor, isn't it? Because the content of the salt, isn't it, and the sand? Let me ask Ashley Frasca a question here. Boy, I'm just going to put the, put the why to her this morning. <laughs> Ashley Frasca, what do you call the line, the geographic line that goes between Columbus, Macon, to Augusta in Georgia? It's a certain geographic or geological, I guess is a better word, geological um, thing. Nicole, do you know what they call it? Mr. Reeve, I hate quiz. You hate kiwis. No, that's not no, the I answer. Hate, I hate quiz. Oh, you hate oh, quiz? quizzes? <laughs> yeah, because there's no way you can win every time people are asking you a it quiz. Is, it, is, it, is, it is the fault line or the sand line or the ocean front line. And that's what you said, Nicole. You're perfectly well. Some people call it, though, the gnat line. Hmm. It seems like there's more gnats south of this really? line between Columbus and Macon. And, I mean, uh, does it have a formal Augusta. name, though? Or no? Yeah, it does. I forgot it now. Ah, see, I the sand line. Yeah, yeah, all right. All right. Okay. I, I hate quizzes, too. <laughs> so <laughs> that line, Nicole, is right there. Griffin is right in the middle of that line. So that is exactly where uh, kiwi fruit and many other things grow in Georgia. I went to the uh, extension uh, service this week, yeah. and um, this agent we were talking, and uh, there's a lot of salt concentration that hurt our lawn. And he was talking about copper number, I or copper number, would kill the fungus in the lawn. Wait, so you use a copper fungicide to kill the fungus in the lawn? Is that what he was saying? Yes, that's what he was saying. The higher the number, the easier it would be. Because you can redo the the lawn, but there's a lot of places like around the bed that might, the fungus might stay there. Mm, Possibly, yeah. And I didn't want this to happen. So this, the county extension agent was saying to spray copper around the beds to kill the fungus in the ground? Yes. Uh, not spray, but uh, he said go to the store and you, you look at the copper number, the higher the number, yeah. the easier it's going to kill the, uh, the fungus. You know, he was telling me another thing. He said one time he followed a... Uh, uh, people that do grass from house to house to house, sure. and he, he find out that there's so many hours, the same fungus was uh, found in those backyards. He said the only way to kill that is to uh, tell the lawn service to clean the equipment if they move to, from one uh, no, backyard. that's not true. Okay. Not true. The fungus that causes most are the several fungi that cause diseases on lawns, but those fungi are everywhere. They get blown around by the wind, by the breeze, by storms, by rain, by water, by things like that. Landscape crews going from house to house have nothing to do with uh, fungus and disease spreading. So it was just a coincidence. Yeah, it's just one of those coincidences that just happened on there. It's not a coincidence, but uh, uh, actually, uh, Nicole, looking at the clock, I see that i got to get out of here. So it is wonderful to talk to you. And go get a kiwi, two kiwi vines, Nicole, a male and a female. Plant them and let me know. Oh, it's going to be $2 in the store. Kiwi is really expensive. It's really expensive. So if you had a vine, you could have all you want. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your day Bye, as Nicole. well. Bye, Ashley. 
404-872-0730 is the number. We'll be back after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Justin Obe has knocked it out of the park. First song this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Unbelievable. There's a song for everything. <laughs> a, quick, a quick weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today, early morning drizzle, sunny, high of 58, low of 36. Tomorrow, mostly sunny all day Sunday. I have 60 and low of 38. All right, so where did you get the song, Justin? Where did they come from? I found it on YouTube. Everybody I just pulled up Kiwi everything. Song. Kiwi Song. All right, he looked up Kiwi Song. Sure, there it is. Let's pull up J.D. in College Park. Hey, J.D., good morning. Good morning, Walton. Thank you for taking my call, sir. Did you know all that about Kiwi Fruit, J.D.? I did not, but I'm going to get me some Kiwi today. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Green and tasty and whatever the song said just now. What's the question, wow, J.D.? Wow, I mean, it sounds so great. Yeah. Hey, Walt, I need you to put on your uh, chemistry cap this morning. Speak to me. All right. Uh, I have a... Uh, an elephant ear plant that I've had for over 15 years. Yeah. And um, I've always taken it. And I, I've heard people say that you can cut the tops off, you know, the, during the, uh, this time of year, you know, put it in your garage or wear a basement, and it'll come back out in the springtime. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the thing is, I've always enjoyed just looking at those green leaves all year long. So what I've done over the years was taking it, taking it and put it into my garage mm-hmm. uh, on those nights that it would get, you know, well below freezing. Yeah. Uh, but it's too tall now. It's over about over nine feet tall to put in the garage That's now. Insane. So what I did, I covered it with one of those uh, frost, supposed to be frost-free yeah, ice frost blankets. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. But that didn't help, obviously help too much. Uh, the, the morning was when the temp got down to about twenty-two degrees. Yeah. Because now it turned just a little brown. Uh, now I need to know, Walter. What do I do now? <laughs> I take the Help whole me. thing in the garage, JD. I don't have a good answer for you. You know, the one thing to try. What about a what? bulb, a light bulb underneath there to get a little bit of heat underneath the? Uh, that, that's 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 floor. what I needed. Yes. Yeah. Well, it having turned just a little brown, does it mean it's too dormant uh, to bring back to life? If is I it, were to just yeah, heat probably. Is, is is it the whole leaf that's brown, or just part of the leaf that's brown? Mostly the whole leaf. Oh, if that's the case, JD, I think you're going to have to cut all the leaves off, bring the pot into the garage, and then let it resprout in the spring. I don't think those brown leaves are going to come back. You're welcome to try and see. Welcome to wait and see what happens. But I'm betting the brown leaves got too cold, and the whole thing will be dormant, and you'll just bring it out in the spring. It's 628 at number 404-872-0750. We'll be back after news. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
635 on a Saturday morning at 95.5 WSB. I'm Walter Reeves of Georgia Gardener. This is Lawn and Garden alongside Ashley Frasca, the Whybird, the woman who asks me questions about why we do certain things. Ashley, it's great to have you here. I'm, I'm really sort of having fun doing it this way to have both of us in the studio together because we can talk more about plants. Yeah, and I mean, I... Always in, in radio, the show that's off the air yeah. is fascinating. Like everything that all of us talk about <laughs> off the air and the conversations and the trouble we can get into. Oh, yes, with you and I, that. some of the conversations we have in the commercial breaks together yeah. are good enough for air. So Sometimes. now we're kind of going to do that. Yeah, we're going to be able to be able to talk about what we talk about when no one can hear us. Right. So let's go to the phones. Oh, by the way, number 404-872-0750. Ashley, tell about the uh, WSB radio app. So when you download the free uh, 95.5 WSB app on your phone, you can always listen to programming live. You get weather alerts. You get traffic alerts. There's contests as well. So 95.5 WSB giving you a chance to win the vacation of a lifetime. You can register on the app for a seven-night luxury beach getaway in St. Kitts. Learn more about that contest and register on the app. And also what we're asking folks, if you're too shy and you don't want to call in this morning, you can do an open mic question on the app, too. It's in the bottom right-hand corner of the app. It lets you record yourself for about a minute. And you say, hey, Walter, I'm Bob from Marietta, and I've got a question about blah, blah, blah. And then we'll kind of, you know, produce it, maybe turn it around in 10, 15, 20 minutes and play it on the air and be able to answer your question for you. Or if you've got to go ahead and get to work or something yeah. like that and you can't hold on the phone, the open mic feature is a great way to interact. Works great, yeah. and it's a lot of fun to do that, to have those open mic questions. Again, our phone number, though, 404-872-0750. Bob in Marietta joins us. Hey, Bobby, good morning. Hey. Hey. By the way, thanks, Ashley, for the shout-out on Bob and Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> you were top of mind, Bob. Sure okay. <laughs> I got two questions for you. One is about Kiwi, yeah. but mainly... I've got some banana trees planted in my front yard. I usually cover them. I cut them down, you know, to a short stalk yeah. for the winter and cover them with pine tree and leaves. Okay. But I've seen other homes and neighborhoods where they just cut them down and don't cover them, and they always come back in the spring. Mm. So does it really matter if I cover them or not? Well, global warming has something to do with this, Bob, because as we've gotten a little bit warmer in our winters, it's a little more likely that bananas will be able to come through the winter without having to be covered. But 20 or 30 years ago, you always covered bananas with pine needles or leaves or a big stack of compost or something. Because they wouldn't come back. They get frozen almost every year then. So you think... It's either or nowadays. Try and see. Experiment, Bob, if you don't have, you know, some reason to keep the bananas because they're so sentimental to you. I would say a little bit of pine needles, but don't go overhead. Don't make it four feet tall or five feet tall with pine needles on top of it. I think you're fine. Okay, cool. What's your second question? uh, I thought I heard you mention some kind of kiwi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They did not have the thick, fuzzy... Exactly. And you could age it? You can. If you got money, they're expensive, but you go to, I bought mine at Publix. I got mine at Publix. It's a little plastic um, 
Okay, what would you call it? A plastic container? Yeah. It had four of them yeah. in it. It was like uh, three or four dollars, something like that. And so they're expensive, Bob, but they are golden fruited kiwi and they don't have any fuzz on the skin at all. You just eat it just like an apple. So it's called what? Golden kiwi, or it has a trade name, which is like it does. Like but but they're in yeah that like clear that. container like strawberries are in, but yeah. a little bit flatter. Yeah. And so the 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 fruit or the skin looks different. But when you cut inside, instead of it being green, it's just more of a golden color. Yeah. Would a place like Publix or Kroger? Yeah, I think yeah, all the general grocery Now, would this be the time of year though? I mean, this would they're, be they're the tail now. end. Like okay, I good. said, I got mine just a couple of weeks ago. Okay, Bob, we got to go, but I do appreciate your call this morning. Dale is in Northeast Georgia and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Hey, Dale, good morning. Good morning. Hey, man, what's up? I have always been told uh, that wood ash from the potbelly stove was <laughs> known as potash, and yeah. we put it on the gardens. And does that do good or does that do harm or is that a neutral? Uh, let's say slightly good. How about that? What do you know about potbelly stoves, Dale? Well, I've been around for a few years. And that's why we heated our house years ago. Uh, I still have a plow sitting in my front yard wow. that I plowed with a mule right. when I was a kid. So that gives you about goes. Plus, I have an outhouse in my front yard. Well, Dale, that's very interesting. <laughs> you have both, yeah. just in case. Just in case you need a plow or an outhouse, you've got it right there. Uh, I'm done go. with the plow, but the outhouse, I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> it, it does have its flaws. There's spiders and, and fear of snakes in the summer and cold, guaranteed cold in the winter. You know it is. But it's a good, it's, it's a good lawn ornament. All right, well, let's talk about um, the wood ash. The ashes yeah. provide a little bit of phosphorus, a little bit of potassium. Not much. I mean, really, a little bit. So it's the good in that in that regard because there's a little bit of nutrition in them, the nutrients that plants need, the potassium and the uh, and the phosphorus. But the thing I think is the most good about wood ash is that it raises pH just like garden lime does. So if you have acid soil and you want it to raise the the pH a little bit, you can spray your ashes out, and they will raise the pH just a little bit. So you could use it for that. But does it do a lot of good for the ground? Not really, but a little bit. Oh, okay. Well, it's better than just discarding it somewhere. So yeah, that, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. If and you, we do have a lot of acid in the soil here. Yeah, exactly. If you want uh, to spread it on your lawn, Dale, it's around ten pounds. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Not ten. But Twenty pounds. That's right. Twenty pounds per thousand square feet. Okay. That that all that all sounds good. I'll follow another question, real quick. Where can I get some kiwi plants? Well, I sort of. Note, the only way you can communicate with the people that have the golden kiwi plants, that's what I wanted to try. And I sent uh -huh. them a note yesterday and have not got a response back from them. I have seen kiwi plants on sale at some of the big box stores of all places. I have not seen really? them on sale at uh, Pike or places like that. I know that you can get them online. You can get both the green and the golden online from uh, vendors that might be on um, eBay or something like that. Okay, very good. I'll check that out from there. Remember, you got to um, have a male and a female, Dale. Male and female. If you And the male, of course, doesn't have fruit on it. The female does. But if you don't have one, you can't have the other. So would, when you're buying them online, are you buying the seeds or are you buying the already established plants. plant? Okay. Plants. And the main thing, actually, that I think is interesting about kiwi is the first two or three years when they're young vines, that's when you really have to protect them in the wintertime. 
And now that my neighbor has her well-established huge vine in her backyard, the cold weather doesn't seem to affect it much at all. But wouldn't it, if it died in the wintertime, would it not come back in the uh, spring? If the young ones die in the wintertime, they will not come back. With the older ones like hers, a little bit of it gets frozen, I think, in winter, but not all the vines. Okay. So it just comes back, zoom, like, right. again, like kudzu. Okay. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Let's see. we got Dale Dunn here. Jerry. Jerry's in Stone Mountain. Hey, Jerry, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? We are well. Thank you, sir. Well, I saw your ad, I mean, excuse me, your article in the in the journal on Thursday about <laughs> the uh, uh, Autumn Brilliant Service Bearing. Yeah, man. And the only source I could find for that plant is uh, is, is to order it from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And one of the places mentioned shipping it bare root. Yeah. And I wanted to see how how do you go about dealing with a plant that is shipped to you bare root? Well, it's not hard at all. It's a common way of shipping plants, particularly in the wintertime, because you can take all the soil off the roots, wrap them with plastic and newspaper to keep them damp, and put them in the mail. And it's a lot cheaper to ship when you don't have all that dirt around the roots than it is with a gallon or two of dirt around the roots. So they ship roses bare roots, they ship uh, fruit trees bare roots, they ship a lot of things bare root. Okay, and and just dig a hole and plant it? You dig the hole, you spread the, I think the bare root planting is a really, really good thing, frankly, because you can see where the roots are, you can spread them out in the hole, you can make them grow in all the directions like they should. In a container, in a gallon container, sometimes I've seen roots are just round and round and round and round and round in there, and they don't go out like they should. I think bare root is a great way to do it, as long as you know you can only do it in the wintertime. Okay, well, that answers my question. I will get one ordered in the next few days. And Jerry, a couple of places to check here in the state. Um, Trees Atlanta. Trees Atlanta sells native trees sometimes. Check with Pike. Make sure Pike doesn't have service berries sometimes, because I think they do occasionally have service berry pine nursery and also nearly native nursery down in uh, Fayette County has uh, service berries down there too so there's some places okay. you could visit if you wanted to well I, I'll check those places and I appreciate it very much I, I'd rather get it locally mm-hmm. yeah sure okay thank you so much I you, appreciate it you bet Jerry thanks so much for calling next in line the next half hour Margaret and Vinings will join us with her hydrangea question should she keep her hydrangea in the pot or should she plant it now? So, Ashley, service berry. You know anything about it? I don't. This is your this is your teaching moment. My teaching moment. Your learning moment. I guess. I know it's got the little berries on it yeah. that kind of resemble a maturing blueberry. Yeah. But that's all I know. Tasting like. I I don't know. Apples. Oh, really? They're in the apple family of all things, but again, they're the size of blueberry, just as you said. Yeah. And service berries, they come in. There are like three or four species of service berry, but the one that seems to work the best and have the best fruit and the best color, which they have a brilliant yellow color in the fall, uh, is the one called Autumn Brilliance. And Autumn Brilliance is you can get big-sized fruit, nice color in the fall. Um, Leaves, of course, are off of it during the wintertime. It's not a big tree. It's about 15 feet high and about 10 wide. And the birds and you will go yes. out and fight for those berries every morning. You go out and fight for the berries to eat them before the birds get there. I do remember calls in previous years to your show about the fights with the birds, yeah. and then the birds kind of make a mess <laughs> after, <laughs> they've, after they've enjoyed <laughs> service berries. They yeah. do indeed. <laughs> 
Hopefully it won't be you making the mess. The birds make the mess, yes. And the purple, the fruit is really sort of a dark purple when it's ripe. And so if you go out two or three times during the day, it seems to me that they're ripe along and along during the day. And I'll visit my service berry a couple of times a day and eat the ripe ones off of it then for the birds, before the birds get there. Yeah, I, I want to try some. It's a great tree. Again, small tree, service berry, autumn brilliance. At 647, we'll be back after this. Scott Slade here on your WSB Weekend. Enjoy Walter Reeves Lawn and Garden and Dave Baker's Home Fix-It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News Team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's Morning News. Here's Walter. Ashley Frasca in with Walter Reeves this morning, guest hosting and co-hosting the Lawn and Garden Show. I want to tell you about the weather, a quick update from Finley Roofing. Today, early morning drizzle, sunny highs, only 58 lows in the mid-30s. And tomorrow is a little bit more sunny, a high of 60, low about 38. So the complete weather forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes here on 95.5 WSB. Shop and save with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. We already had a caller mention Walter's uh, weekly article in the Home and Garden section of the AJC. Sunday coupons tomorrow, $244, and get in-depth local news and details you won't find anywhere else. So Walter just plugging through calls today and promoting the open mic feature, too, on the WSB Radio app on your phone. If you just want to grab your phone, open our app, and then record yourself asking a question for Walter and I, we'll get it. We'll edit it down. We'll put it on the air. Yeah. So, Margaret? Oh, Margaret? Yeah, sure. All right. Margaret and Findings, join us on the Lawn and Garden Show. Hey, Margaret. Good morning. Good morning, Walter. Hi. And Ashley. Hey. And Ashley. Um, two years ago, a friend gave me a florist hydrangea, which I took to North Carolina and planted. Yeah. And this past July, I dug it up and put it in a pot. Kept it in North Carolina, but I brought it home in October. It has huge, beautiful leaves on it. It really liked being in North Carolina. Nice. Um, but I don't know whether to plant it or whether it over winter it in the pot um, in my sunroom over the winter. Now, my mom had luck taking a florist hydrangea and putting it in a really sunny spot in the front yard and babied it, you know, the first winter. But it, it made it just fine. So how big is it? It's about um, a foot tall, and it has, I mean, it looks pretty healthy. Hmm. I think baby. But I wasn't planning to put it in the sun. I was planning to put it kind of on the side by a tree that that might get, I might get, it only gets sun in the afternoon. I think Ashley's mom was doing it right. Baby it. I think you so can, I should go ahead and plant it rather than keep it in the pot for this winter. Yeah, because in the pot it's going to get the roots going to get cold, and if you just keep an eye on temperatures, if the temperatures go down to the, you know, twenties and fifteens and something like that, then get a cardboard box and cover it. It's not very big, so you could cover it okay. up if you needed to. If it got really really cold, remember that sometimes cold weather in the winter just can't be avoided. It will freeze the buds off of those florist hydrangeas. They're a lot more tender, I think, than the regular hydrangeas are. But you can you can grow them. You can grow them outside. Well, yes, it looked beautiful up in North Carolina before I dug it up. Yeah, <laughs> right. So just baby it during the wintertime, Margaret, and keep us posted. Make sure that it uh, gets a little... Sun during the during the day in the summertime, and not a lot of not a lot of sun, a little bit of shade as well. 
And hopefully we'll get some big florist-looking flowers on it then, too. Perfect. It's 657 at News Talk WSB. Our phone number is 404 872 Back to Lawn and Garden after news.